By the mid-70s, still young, he was already in a relationship with the woman who would go on to become his wife, Zena. And it was Zena who encouraged him, insisting he should pursue it to the exclusion of everything else. Once he'd written an album's worth of songs, she told him, he should take them to record companies whose addresses were in the phone book. That was how it was done. But I always thought that was beneath me, he says, proving in just eight words that artists really aren't the best people to operate the heavy machinery of adulthood. I didn't want to be judged by lesser mortals. His genius, he suggests, wasn't recognized until he met some like-minded souls. John Perry, Mike Kelly, and Alan Mayer, the people with whom he would form the only ones. Here were people he could hide behind, who could bolster his confidence. Things started well enough, but Perrette soon started feeling the pressures of his role. The more he felt he couldn't cope with it, the more he couldn't cope. His feelings of panic a self-fulfilling prophecy. After America, he thought it best to hibernate. His house in South London had a front door that was positioned at the top of several steep steps, a design, he would later say, that made it all but impossible for police to ram it open whenever they arrived with search warrants looking for drugs. At first, Peretz was a mere user, smack, crack, but drugs cost money, and so, to fund his habit, he started to deal. It was like a fortress, our place. I felt very safe in my fortress. <laughs>